Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. I can make a living from walking in the woods. Good morning, Chattanooga area. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Good morning, Mr. Pratula. Good morning, sir. How are you doing this fine fall morning? I am doing well, thank you. Thank you. I uh, Last night, Hunter was telling me he wanted to come to do, do the show. Okay. And I said, all right, but you got to learn how to open it. you gotta, you got to say the opening. So we're in Dollar General buying <laughs> eggs, and you hear him in his little nine-year-old voice going, live from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not how it goes. And then he would try it a different way. It was just so funny. I was dying laughing. So we're going to have him in here at some point doing the show. Oh, I don't I'm know sure. when it is. I'm sure. Uh, he's not. I'm not sure he's he's understands the concept of 3 a.m. No. A, a cattle call at 3 a.m. Yeah, I don't know that he, he can wrap his little brain around that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he can. Well, he just wants to be with Papa T. I guess so. I guess so. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it, uh, it it is funny. I like your hat, by the way. Thank you. This is um, you know, this is way cool. It's uh, a little bit of history. I got a couple of them. I brought I brought two. See if I can get the other one in here so you can see it real well. But this is sixteen gauge traditional. Tradition Society. 16-gauge tradition. 16-gauge. 16 16-gauge 16 shotguns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. You can see it on Facebook Live right now. There you go. Um, here's my history with 16-gauges, and I think I've told it part of the time. Uh, but the um, my dad, my whole life, only had one shotgun, and that was a 16-gauge side-by-side. And no matter what I acquired, uh, I, th- we've all heard the story. If you've listened to the show anytime, I worked my tail off one summer cutting grass so I could go to service merchandise and buy a $275 shotgun called a Remington 1100 when I was 12 years old. So 1976. Okay. Uh, and I did. And that became my gun. But all this time, my dad only had one gun. It was a 16-gauge. And I'd ask him, why a 16-gauge? You know, 12-gauge more? He goes, yeah, I know. 16-gauge is good. It's all you need. So, um, long story short, 30 years later, he passes away. I I get his shotgun. And and like I said, it's just, it's an old, cheap 16-gauge side-by-side. Not any of the, the famous brands. It's a Stevens or a something. I don't know. Western Auto. I don't have a clue. I really don't. Um, Craftsman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. And that's, that's the way it was those days. Yeah. So I got the gun, and, and, and after he died, I kind of got this. Dad, dad instilled in me the love of bird hunting. Mm-hmm. He was not, I, as far as I know, he never ate, I mean, no, 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 never ate, never went deer hunting, ever. 
he was a bird hunter. Mm-hmm. And we had Brittany's my whole life. And so um, so I, I, I start waxing nostalgically one day about his gun, and I get it out. And it's beat up. It's a, you know, it's a cheap gun. It's just an old, old gun. And it is well-used, well-worn, uh, gouges from fences. I mean, it looks like a gun that's been used. And uh, so I decide to have it restored. And um, so I take it to a buddy of mine and who does amazing work with old guns. I don't even know that Al even owns a gun made in the 20th century. Whoa. I mean, he's... 1700 1800 beautiful guns so anyway i give it to al and i say hey i want this i want this restored and then i'm going to take this on a on a journey Mm -hmm. i want to kill a pheasant in south dakota with it i want to kill uh uh, a quail a wild quail somewhere and i want to take it dove hunting and that was kind of the trifecta of my dad okay so that's what i was going to do so we restore it, and in the process of restoration, there was this tape, this cotton tape on the um, the stock, uh, kind of like a baling tape or something like that. And never, it had been there my entire life. I'd always seen that tape. I never really thought anything about it. So we we take the gun apart, restore it. Oh, it's gorgeous. Just beautiful. Uh, didn't re-blue it, left the bluing like it was, but the wood was just completely redone. So I take it to the dove field that year, and, uh, uh, and <laughs> so I go out, and I, I pull up on the dove, and I shoot a dove, and when I take my hand off the stock, I'm holding a little piece of wood. I'm like, that's weird, and then I start looking at the gun, and there it chipped right where the... Uh, I guess the tang where the the stock and the and the action come together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wasn't that weird? Was that where the tape was? That's where the tape was. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm like, okay, isn't that interesting? So uh, I took it back and Al glued it together and 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 fixed it, and now it's got even a little more character, and it's really yeah. something. So I take it to Kansas to quail hunt, <laughs> pull up on some birds, pull the trigger. And notice a crack down the stock, right where the tape was. <laughs> I think I see a pattern, but please yeah. go ahead. So, because there's one more bird out there. Th- there is, there is. So, uh, I take it to Al, and so we start looking at it, and we can't figure it out. I mean, we didn't change anything in the gun, mm. and nothing other than removing the tape and restaining it. We did nothing. So now we start sanding the edges. We're trying to figure out what it is. Uh, put it back together. <laughs> Just a little more character now. <laughs> so I take it to uh, South Dakota. And the second or third day we're up there, I get the gun out of the truck. And I'm blocking. So I'm like, okay, this is perfect for this scenario. So I'm set up. I'm blocking. And. Uh, pull up on a bird and one shot and the bird comes down and now the gun and my stock are now separate <laughs> in two different hands and i'm like isn't that interesting so i called al from south dakota and i said you're never gonna believe this he goes it cracked again i said no it didn't crack it came apart he goes there's no way i said i'm telling you i'm holding it 
and I sent him a picture of it, and he goes, okay, bring it back. And and, and, and he kind of knew this journey that I was wanting to do, right? Right. So he never charged me anything for the after the second, third time of repairing this thing. So I take it to him. He goes, all right, this is the last time I'm going to repair it, and then I don't want you to shoot the damn thing again. <laughs> so, so he repaired it, and now it has just a little more character. Yep. And uh, and it has been forever in my safe. I'm not going to shoot it again. All right. That's, uh, so, that's awesome. So all that said was, all that to say was, I have kind of fell in love with 16-gauge. Uh, it's kind of the lost round, or not round, uh, lost gauge. For whatever reason, uh, a lot of people just kind of lost, it lost favor. You know, it doesn't have as much lead as a uh, as a 12-gauge. It has a little bit more kick than a 20-gauge, so it's kind of that one. Skeet shooters don't use it because they use 12, 20, 28, and 410. So it's just kind of one of those things that just fell out of favor years ago. And um, but it's really it's an awesome round. It doesn't come in three inch magnum. That was probably really the you asked me long a couple of days ago. What yeah, was what was the major decline? Probably the fact that it doesn't come with three inch magnum. Uh, twelve gauge did so. Now your water fowlers were really using it and things like that, using a twelve gauge. So uh, I just kind of fell in love with the sixteen gauge. It never really had one uh, other than dad's, and Lord knows I can't shoot it anymore. Uh, so. I ended up buying some firearms from somebody, and in that was a Browning Sweet 16 from probably the 70s, made in Belgium. Beautiful gun. Is this the humpback? The humpback. Okay. Um, and so I just I, I kind of started shooting it and just fell in love with the 16-gauge. So all of that to say... Um, after I did that, I started looking around on Facebook, and I stumbled on a group called 16-Gauge Tradition Society. Mm-hmm. And all they do is 16-Gauge. Some really good photo- photography on it. It is. And, and it's, it's, it's really, it's often described as the bird hunter's round. And the guys on in this Facebook group are, are awesome. Uh, the, I ask questions. You know, one of the things I I find it really interesting, like some of the 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 larger groups out there, everybody is just so critical. Somebody shoots a a, a deer, and it's like, God, you should have let it walk. You know, why would you shoot that? And it's like, really? But the guys, for some reason, in this group are not that way. And I've posted a few questions um, that said, you know, hey, I'm looking at modern sixteen gauges. Mm-hmm. And so I and I get eighty or ninety responses about different firearms to look at, and one was really awesome. He said, "Look, I'm assuming when you said modern, you're not meaning new." And then he gives me this whole list of guns since about the seventies to look at hmm. that are just awesome, beautiful guns. And so I just I don't know. I just kind of fell into this. I really enjoy the sixteen gauge. I love shooting the sixteen gauge. Uh, I was in South Dakota. You know, one of the problems was you had a hard time finding ammo. That's not the case anymore. You can really find ammo. That's not a problem. Uh, but I fell into, uh, I went into a store in, in South Dakota, and unlike down here, 
I'm walking down the aisle of the store, and there's a pallet. There's two pallets of 12 gauge, two pallets of 20 gauge, and a pallet of 16 gauge. I mean pallets. That's a big. And I'm like, that's a big amount. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You, the, you, so you can get these things, and that just kind of started me down this path. And since I got the little Belgian uh, Sweet 16, I have not. Uh, I haven't. Other than duck hunting, I haven't fired anything else. I just I just love the 16-gauge. So that's kind of why I'm wearing the hat. I like having a group that, that gives you good information rather than just snarky comments. I mean, I belong to a couple of groups that, like you said, there's a few people who, no matter what you do, oh, you know, that's, you know, they've done bigger, better, and badder. And, yeah. You know, and, and that's fine to Jim Dandy for these people, but... It, it's nice to see a group that I'm a part of a couple of groups that are, you know, somebody puts a fly up and I'll look at it and go, okay, they're new to tying, you know, and they'll say, what can I improve on? And people honestly give them constructive Absolutely. pieces. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the better groups to be in. And I think I, I, you, you recommended me for the 16 gauge society yeah. and I've looked on that. Some of the photography is just absolutely amazing. And seeing the types of birds, these guys are getting, the, saw some guys getting some of the, uh, Grouse, yeah, up in uh, uh, Maine area. Are right. they grouse up there? Or are they, yeah, grouse and uh, woodcocks, mm-hmm. and, and uh, those are weird. And I, I suggested you join so you could get some feathers. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm looking at all these birds, going, "Oh wait, yeah, I need to. I need to get in and ask these guys for some feathers." Absolutely. So, uh, but no, it's uh, and and partly because you were looking at different guns. And, yeah, uh, I've. Got my own a couple, and and I've been I've I've been doing some things like checking pawn shops and different things. So uh, it just anyway, I I just I like I like the sixteen gauge. I like this group, and uh, they they made these hats, and uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. So hello, sixteen gauge tradition society. I hope to. Uh, I hope to to add to you guys for a while. So anyway, and I'll be hitting y'all up for feathers if y'all are listening. <laughs> there you go. All right, Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Damn sure ain't for sale. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Come the ducks, hit the Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Now, if there's any kids listening, uh, I would suggest you uh, you might want to change the radio for about 20 seconds. 
But during the break, if you're watching on Facebook, I just I look down at I'm watch every time I tune into Facebook to see how it's coming across on the camera or whatever. Right. And I look down and the camera's moving and I'm like, wait, what? What? It's not supposed to. Be. So I looked up and 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 you know what my first thought was? Oh shoot! No, my oh. first thought was, man, we need some of that ED medicine they keep advertising on the show for. <laughs> To keep our camera, the camera keep the camera up. Do you need to keep your camera up? Get whatever we're selling this morning. <laughs> so, all right, for all those, welcome back to all those people that tuned away. At my advice, thank you. All right, uh, all right, kids, earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. Yeah, plug your ears, plug your ears. So, anyway, uh, we're going to get straight to the phone and save this show. I hope. Good morning, David. Hello. Favorite radio host. How's everybody? Oh, good. There you are. Everything good? <laughs> How's everybody? Everybody is wonderful. Thank you. Good, good, good. I take it Rob's recovered from his um, activities the first of the week? Well, he is, and, and I'm glad you called in because uh, he was, he's was he been dying to talk, and I said not until David calls in because I knew you were going to call in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up since I didn't go to the hunt <laughs> and let you guys talk for a few minutes. Well, you missed a good one, didn't he, Rob? He did indeed. It was awesome. It was good times, good times. Uh, uh, of course, Tony, pass along to the TWRA. This, those guys are absolutely awesome. They do such a great job. And we even had, uh, uh, he's been around several years on this, but um, uh, Joe Polk was there, and he retired back in the spring, and he's there helping us out. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah, it's it's, good. Uh, it's one of those things that it. Everybody wants to come out and help. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just awesome. Volkswagen, man, you, Rob can attest, you know, mm-hmm. Rob, they, they swarmed us at lunchtime. I mean, you know, what do you guys need? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Volkswagen, and they were doing a great job. Just everybody. SCI is just awesome to take care of all this, and the Jolly Farm, Joe, up there. and It's just an awesome time. And, of course, um, it's time to brag a little bit. But uh, my, man won the, my man won the contest, if there was one. Uh, the uh, got the best deer contest. Yes, yes. He. Uh, this is our second year together, and uh, he. I think it's uh, Rob. Was it the only buck killed? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. He killed an I seven pointer Tuesday morning, and was thrilled to death. That was his first one, and of course um, they're taking care of mounting it for him and the whole shooting match. I mean, it was just a. It was an awesome morning Tuesday morning, man. I was on cloud nine, just pumped. <laughs> I'm glad you were. You know what we saw? Uh, chipmunks. Chipmunks. Well, that's because they're <laughs> they're squirrel related, and and Rob was in the woods. Oh, listen, it wasn't just Rob. I have never seen a chipmunk count like that in my life. Goodness gracious! We need to st- everywhere. We need to have. We figured out two things. We got covered up in Monday night. We were covered up in turkeys, wild turkeys, all over the place. We were. We had 25 of them out there on top of us. We couldn't move because they were just, they were ready, almost pecking at the blind. That's how close they were. We need to do the not, wounded did warriors. Did you not take one? Do what? Did you not take one? No, we weren't. We were told we couldn't take turkeys. Okay. And plus he had a muzzle loader, and I'm not really sure what a muzzle loader would do to a turkey. I got a, I got a good idea what it'd do, but I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know that we, there would be anything salvageable from it. <laughs> but uh, we need to do a wounded warriors turkey hunt out there and a wounded warriors uh, chipmunk hunt. Chipmunk hunt, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt turkeys. I, we we saw two, but in two days. But now everybody, you know, everybody was talking about the birds. There were just birds everywhere. And oh, there was. There's actually a lot of deer. We saw, 
we saw several deer. He missed a deer Monday morning, and we saw several on that hunt. And uh, then Tuesday, we didn't see anything Monday evening. And then Tuesday night, or I mean Tuesday morning, we hadn't seen anything for a long time. It was 9.58 a.m., and he was there. We were already had brought our voices up a little and talking, you know, and just carrying on. And you know how it is. You'll look through the woods and see nothing and look back and say, well, there's something standing there that's not the same. And it was just, man, it was, he was on it, and it was just an awesome time, man. It just nothing like seeing his face light up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell you what. It, good times. You're right, uh, David. I remember um, a few years ago, one of the, the guy I was guiding, Jamie, uh, and, and, and it, what people don't realize, and I don't know how much, are you on the road, or are you taking some time? Well, I'm, I'm parked. I'm, oh, okay. I'm on the road, but I'm uh, out here, yeah. Um, I remember, now, People don't understand, and unless you've been around it, these are battle tough people. Th- these are not just. I mean, these are these are battle proven men and women. Uh, and my guy that I took out, and he killed a doe. All right, and and you and I, and and everybody that has deer hunted and stuff is like, eh, it's me. You know, and you just don't think that much about it, right? By the time he got, I, 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 I mean, I could see it. It was 20 yards from me, and it was dead. It wasn't going anywhere. I said, all right, you need to go find it. Go look at it. Go look for it. And, I mean, where he was sitting, he couldn't see it, but I could see it. It was right behind a tree and just slightly down a, a, a ridge. And uh, and it, it's so funny that we're in the same blind, and he couldn't see it, and I could. Right. And I said, well, you need to go out there and look for it. And, and so he started that way, and, of course, he saw it as soon as he got out of the blind. And by the time I got there, I mean there were tears running down his face. It was so emotional to him, and uh, and it just it just it just puts it all in perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember Jamie. He's a police officer up in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. If that's correct. what I'm thinking that's of. That's correct. Yes, yep. Yep. No, that he was, was a great guy. Yeah, that was an awesome hunt that year. But I'll tell you, we didn't. The only deer we saw, we came out of blind one on uh, Monday morning, and we're walking back to the parking lot, and there were four does standing by the guard shack, <laughs> literally on the railroad track. And oh, man. we we were hoping for the afternoon draw we would get one of the the larger fields. And when we didn't, I asked if we could hunt out of the guard shack because apparently <laughs> there are a lot of deer right there at the entrance. So um, we didn't get drawn for that either. They wouldn't let you do that. No. <laughs> oh man, well it was it was a it was a great few days. And like I say, I just I can't thank everybody enough for letting me be involved in it. It just it means so much to me every year. Just I get. I start getting pumped as soon as this hunt's over. Well, I'm ready for next year. Let's do this again. Well, now, now <laughs> I've, I've got to give you and your wife kudos because I believe you cooked a couple of hundred sausage and biscuits for everybody, too. <laughs> My poor little wife, bless her heart. You know, I've, our daughter has some, a lot of health issues, and she was about she was going to help doing some volunteer, and she was having some issues. But anyway, she spent the day from about 9.30 a.m. Monday until after I was had just laid down. And uh, they got back to the emergency room, and then <laughs> I said, you better lay down. You're getting up in two and a half hours. You've got 120 biscuits to bake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she did that two two mornings in a row. And, of course, I filled up a gas grill about four trips. And it was good times, though. Wouldn't trade it for a dadgum thing, not anything. Those were some good biscuits, though. They really were. Yeah, they're not too bad for a rush job. But, you know, it wasn't. they weren't gourmet. But, hey, everybody ate. You know what I mean? They were good. They yeah, were awesome. I just wondered, did anybody reject them? That's all I want to know. No, no. Okay. And uh, Tuesday, Dan had told me Tuesday, or somebody, I don't remember. Anyway, said, um, 
on the maintenance crew. They had a, they had several left over Tuesday morning, so the maintenance guys over here absolutely said to thank you. They, <laughs> they ate all the sausages and biscuits they could eat. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you oh, so great. much for being part of it, and uh, and and it's really cool. The part I find interesting is in uh, nobody would know this unless they were friends with you, but. Uh, your guy that you guided last year, that you guided this year, that hunted and got his deer and all that, he actually spent the night with you and your wife uh, the night before when he got into town. And uh, that's just kind of cool to think about those relationships being formed and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we we stayed in touch, and he uh, he's you know he comes out of Houston, and that's a long drive. And of course, last year he did it all night Saturday night, went to the picnic, and then them guys set up, and he was so tired last year. I was in touch with him, you know, for weeks and weeks. I said, man, if you can get out of town early, get over here, stay with us. And he pulled into town about 3 o'clock Saturday, and it was just awesome to have him around. He's a great guy, man. He's just he's a hoot, too, I'm telling you. That's awesome. <laughs> That's just way cool. Listen. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, guys, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon. I wish I was doing the youth hunt on Prentice Cooper today, but – it just, you know, things don't fall in. I understand. Well, David, thank you so much. Appreciate all the help you gave us at uh, at the Warrior Hunt, and uh, thanks for all you do. All right, guys. Have a good morning. Thank you, man. See you. Bye-bye. Super nice guy. Mm-hmm. And think about it. We met him just about, what, four or five years ago? Right. Because he loaned us a gun for the Warrior Hunt, and he's gotten involved ever since. That's just way cool. That's what it's all about. It's giving back. And that's the perfect example of somebody doing it. All right, Tony Sanders Outdoors, we'll be right back. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. 
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. You know one thing I've discovered, Rob? What's that? I'm having to wear my glasses a lot more than I used to. Mm. I wonder, well, well you I thought you wore glasses like most of the time. Well. <sighs> not all the time, but I mean. I, my arms are, are no longer long enough to, for me to read without them. Oh, that's happening to me too, but mine's rapidly going downhill. So, uh, it's kind of sad. Well, I thought it was, I was talking to. Uh, Chuck Sanders about this, uh-huh. uh, the eye doctor, and I the t- eye doctor to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Yes, the official eye doctor to Tony Sanders Outdoors. I kept telling him that I think the hook manufacturers in America are making hooks smaller than they did twenty years ago. I think so, because you know, I just can't see them anymore. Uh, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Excuse me. So, you know, it used to be too, and you might have asked me about the purple, uh, the. Original sixteen gauge shotgun shell was purple. Right. That's how you could tell the colors, right? Yellow for twenties, purple for sixteens, various colors for twelves. Right. Um and four tens, there's no mistaking what a four ten looks like. Right. Yeah, twenty eight and four ten. Eh. Mm, yeah. But it's not quite that way anymore. But I do like the purple. Mm-hmm. The royalty of sixteen gauge. The royalty. The I like royalty. that. I like um, that. Busy week coming up. Yeah, real busy week. I'm headed to a commission meeting. I'm headed to Oxford, Mississippi, too, uh, for uh, a day at Ciopa uh, before I go to a commission meeting in Lone Oaks, which is a unbelievable, gorgeous place in the epicenter of CWD. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the Ames Plantation, which is where the National Bird Dog Hall of Fame is right there, and uh, um, National Field Trials, all that happens right there, but it's also the, the epicenter of of CWD and the battle that we're waging there. So, um, I will be at uh, Ducks Unlimited this week, representing yeah. Tony Sanders Outdoors, so I'm looking forward to seeing all the guys from DU out there, out at uh, Camp Jordan. I really do want, if they've got it, I really do want a um, gunner kennel for gunner. Okay. Like a big one. A big one. Yeah, we had Ruffland at uh, Quill Forever, but I think if he, I think I need the bigger one. Okay. But the gunner, the gunner kennels that they have there. You want the gunner condo. Yeah, I want the gunner condo for gunner. Okay. I can understand that. He's a good. He's a good. I dog. want it because his, his name is already on it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't have to go buy a special nameplate or anything. Exactly. <laughs> Solves that problem. <laughs> uh, but that's coming up uh, this Thursday. That'll be a great, uh, a great event. Looking forward to that. I wish I, I really do. I, I hate him. I'll miss it. Uh, oh, and I've already been invited to sit a sp- at a specific table. Thank you very kindly. Who 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 taking you where? Who taking you under the wing? The very nice Carl Schultz from Sportsman's Warehouse. Ah. Of course, they're at every event that every of course they are every conservation organization has because they handle all the guns and are great members of the community. But he was nice enough to say, "Hey, you can sit with us." There you go. Problem so, solved. Yeah, you don't have to look for a seat. Yep. Stir serving food. That's a it's a it's an awesome event, and I love the the venue for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be a great venue for SCI. Personally, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, but 
it's one of those things. Uh, there's so much goes into depending on the big banquet, and uh, but man, those guys are working hard. They always do, and they're they're known for their raffles in in the in the in the community, uh, the 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 fundraising community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's known for something different. Those guys are known for their raffle. Yep, big time. All right, what's happening? We have a young sportsman hunt happening. Yep, that's going to be next weekend. The first of two Tennessee young sportsman deer hunts for 2019-2020 season will be held the weekend of October 26th and 27th. Youth ages 6 to 16 may participate. Participating youth can use a gun, muzzleloader, and archery equipment. I wouldn't suggest all three to shoot the same deer, but that's what the press release says. Young sportsmen can be accompanied by a non-hunting adult, 21 or older, who must remain in a position to immediately take control of the hunting devices. Uh, archery season began on the 28th, and uh, muzzleloader opens up November 8th. So if you're going out, if you got a youth, you can go out and help the youth take their first deer, hopefully. You know, it is cool to see the youth getting out there and, and everything, and uh, and I'm looking forward to muzzleloader season. I got that, that muzzleloader that I won at the Rocky Mountain Elk Banquet. Mm-hmm. That's every bit of a rifle as a rifle is. <laughs> some of the, I'm telling you, some of the muzzle loaders, the modern muzzle loaders now are 200 yard tack drivers. I mean, it's amazing what you can do with a muzzle loader nowadays. So I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and um, I'm going I'm going to see if I can get some venison. Awesome. So what's our harvest look like so far? Well, statewide this week, it, we have taken eight thousand. 249 deer across the state. Hamilton County has taken 248. Bledsoe has taken 63. Bradley has taken 83. Grundy has taken 78. Marion has taken 158. McMinn has taken 110. Meggs has taken 122. Monroe has taken 51. Polk has taken 16. Ray has taken 155. And Sequatchie has taken 63. So that is our local area. Good for us. Hamilton's up there in the lead again. Always strong bow hunting yes. group here in Hamilton County. Yes. Of course, it dies down when it opens up in West Tennessee. We 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 typically are, are in the top five until gun season opens up. Mm-hmm. And then you get out West Tennessee where there's so many deer that, uh, that the numbers flip pretty quickly. What is it, like three doe a day or something out there? Yeah. It's, and it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, they catch up real quick and and jump ahead of Hamilton County. But it's finally starting to feel like deer season. It's finally starting to cool off. Thank goodness. And see, for all you Tennessee fans, <laughs> you can go deer hunting today and don't have to worry about it because they're not getting beat until nine o'clock tonight. Is the game really that late? Nine o'clock Eastern time. Shoot, it won't be over till midnight at least. <laughs> It'll be over right after kickoff. Well, probably well, playing Alabama. Yeah, probably not going to end well. <laughs> no, or at least not for Tennessee. It won't end well. But if you're an Alabama fan, it'll turn out okay. I guess so. All right. Uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks, too, we're going to have a, a Benny Hall's in here going to be coming in talking about winter fishing. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh, one thing I do need to say yeah. uh, today. October 19th is the Chattanooga Crappie Club 
They're having a tournament today, which is also the Forgotten Child Fund. So if you're headed out to the tournament this morning, don't forget to bring a toy for a youth. So if you want to go fish the crappie tournament, it's going to be down at Chester Frost State Park. Sorry, Chester Frost County Park. And uh, be going out of there today. So good luck to all the crappie fishermen that are heading out to the water this morning. And the CBA Classic's coming up in uh, a week. Mm-hmm. Two-day fishing event for the CBA. It's good for them. Good luck to the uh, to the guys fishing for the Forgotten Child Fund. Yep. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back. There's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning. We're gathered round in chairs. Sports Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. It is really hard to believe that the first hour is in the can. It is. We have any, we got, let me tell you, we got some really, Rob's going to go off. Oh, I'm, I, I have, I'm been, Trying to think of words that I can use on the radio because this one has got my hackle up. And and if you haven't seen it, uh, I shared it so you can find it on our page, uh, Tony Centers Outdoors on Facebook. The um, tourist, it's crazy. You got tourists within feet. I'm talking feet of a black bear. A big black bear. Yeah, it was not a small black bear. It was a big one. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the next hour. Stupid people. This is Idiots Outside. Uh, if you want to put it in, pigeonhole it into a category, it's Idiots Outside because they're lucky to be alive. Stupid people. And this is right here in Tennessee. This isn't our stupid people in Yellowstone. This is not the people sticking their face in the geyser. This is right here up at Cades Cove. So we'll be talking about that when we come back. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the ramifications of the stupidity. Uh, nobody died. Nobody got hurt this time. But it will happen. Oh, yeah. And if it's not somebody, it'll be some animal that'll, you know, we'll talk about that, too. So we got that. We got some other outdoor news that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit of fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can cover a lot of areas. We can Let's, let's take a look at our calendar here as we go out, as usual, for this hour. Well, coming up, uh, the 24th, which is going to be Thursday night, the Ducks Unlimited Fall Flight is going to be out at Camp Jordan. Doors open at 6 p.m., and it will go t- until it's over. So that's going to be a great event. On the 8th of November, the Fly Fishing Film Tour is going to be at the Camp House at 149 East Martin Luther King. Doors open at 7, a- 7 a.m. Try that again, 7 p.m. 
Uh, VIP seating will be about 6, 6.30, somewhere in there. Tickets are $25. VIP, I believe, is $45. So you'll get to see some great films out there. Coming up uh, the 18th and the 19th of January next year is the 29th annual Sandhill Crane Festival. And that's going to be out at the Hiawassee Refuge. That's going to be from 8 to 5 every day. They're going to have some wonderful vendors out there, great music, probably a raptor show, and you can talk to TWA officers while you're out there too. Then mark your calendars, February 8th, Silverdale Wild Game Dinner at Silverdale Baptist. It's going to be around 4-ish. And then also, if you've got kids, little kids, grandchildren, March 14th next year, Ducks Unlimited Greenhead Youth Event out at Covey Creek Farms. It's going to be at about 11-ish, and you'll hear a lot more information about that as time gets closer. There you go. All right. We're going to go to the top of the hour news, and when we come back, we're going to get into all kinds of other outdoor things right here on your source for outdoor information. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails. And this Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hour number two. All right, Mr. Pratula, mm-hmm. where are we going to go? Uh, well, I found an interesting, I found a couple of interesting things. Uh, one, I thought that maybe the TDRA could maybe use this information, or I don't know if y'all do this. Um, I know uh, TWA gets involved in a lot of rescues, be they water, land, uh, flood, famine, disease, the other four horsemen of the apocalypse, they're always out there. They were down in New Orleans during Katrina, and they are used to helping uh, people. Mm-hmm. But a photographer uh, in Michigan, there was a six-year-old who went missing, and he has a drone camera, mm-hmm. and he's got a really good drone with a camera on it, and he's got heat seeking on the camera. Six-year-old was lost in fields. Uh, it was about 30 degrees, and he said, you've got to do something. Uh, so he began using, using his thermal imaging drone, to look for the boy at 9 p.m., he found a heat signature at 1.40 p.m., called the sheriff, watched the sheriff walked in, watched the dog's tail start wagging, 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 because guess what? The dog found the kid. When you know He directed the uh, sheriff into this area because he noticed a heat signature that was too small to be a deer, and uh, they found the boy, uh, and it was really great. He flies these all the time. And there was about 600 people out looking for this boy, and it was the guy with the drone camera who actually located the child. And I thought that was a great use of equipment. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe TWA might, y'all got, and I I hate to see y'all have to use them, y'all got the underwater drones, and that's for finding lost souls. Right. But this might be an option to get a heat uh, thermal imaging drone to where TWA could search an area really quickly. I just thought it was a great idea. This guy does it. He Apparently he's a photographer and he gets paid to do drone pictures. That's pretty cool. And, and I didn't realize you could get, you know, thermal imaging on a drone. Yep. Uh, but that's, I, it's pretty neat. Uh, thermal imaging, imaging is pretty cool. Um, when I was out doing a study with TWRA, 
they only let me use the thermal imaging stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and, and I'm looking off in the woods with this thermal in- imaging binoculars, basically. And I, I spot a deer, and, I mean, I, I'm sitting there. They go, are you sure it's deer? And I said, well, it's got six points. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> That's a big and, turkey. <laughs> I mean, it was like, that is just way cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I just thought that was a really great story that, you know, there were 600 people out there looking, and I'm sure, those, you know, I'm glad those volunteers were out looking for this six-year-old because it has been cold up there in Michigan, and a lost, lost little six-year-old does not need to be out there. But um, this one guy put up his drone and found him, and I think that – I really think this is something the TWA should look into and maybe buying a thermal drone for uh, search and rescue. Well, since you say your commissioner is non-responsive a lot um, – quite often well most of my ideas are bad this one happens to be i think good i will ask this week law enforcement whether they use drones or not okay and if you will make sure i have this story okay um so i can print it off i will hand that personally to the head of law enforcement okay friday sounds good see my commissioner does listen i knew he did i do he cares i do care he cares (laughs) for most people all right. There we go. There we go. More TWRA news. More TWRA news. Uh, TWRA is soliciting comments for its 2020-2021 waterfowl and other migratory bird hunting regulations, including sandhill cranes. This Kill is- more cranes. Kill <laughs> more cranes. Yeah, sorry. This is an opportunity for the public to provide ideas and share concerns and comments about the hunting regulations and the TWRA staff. The comment period is open October 21st through December 2nd. Waterfowl and other migratory uh, game birds seasons are proposed to the Fish and Wildlife Commission at its January meeting and voted upon in the February meeting. Public comments will be considered by TWA's Wildlife Division staff and may be presented as proposals for regulation changes. Comments may be submitted in mail to 2020-2021 Hunting Season Comments, TWRA, Wildlife and Forestry Division, 5107 Edmondson Pike, Nashville, Tennessee, 37211, or you can mail them or email them at twra.huntingcomments at tn.gov. Please include waterfowl season in the comments line. So if you want to share your two cents, tell the commissioners and the Wildlife Commission what you think, now's your chance. And we listen. I'll give you two examples. Uh, One, if you remember just a few years ago, our Sandhill Crane season was not the full season. No. It was much shorter than the full season, and now it is the full length, the full 60 days that we're allowed. And secondly, uh, there was a change wanted by the duck hunters to, and I don't remember exact details, but with this, they wanted the season shifted a little bit, and we did it uh, to, to for their request. And it made sense. So, If you've got comments, send them to the Tito Ray. We do care. We do listen. And they actually do listen. Um, speaking of listening, uh, and speaking of TWA being smart, they uh, did not stock the Teleco area or Greenco Pond because the temperatures were way too high, like two weeks ago when it was 103 and 102 degrees. We finally got a break in the weather, and we got the temperatures we needed. Greenco Pond will be stocked today, and anglers can resume fishing this Saturday, which would be today. We, they will also be stocking the Hiawassee River in the delayed harvest area on Monday. 
If you want to find out more information about that, go to TWA and go to the trout page and look at the stocking information section. So they're stocking today and you can fish today? Uh, no, I'm sorry. They stocked Thursday and you gotcha. can fish today, today okay. Saturday at Green Cove Pond if you're handicapped and senior. I think that pond is senior handicap only. Yeah, that would be you. <laughs> I'm not senior. Handicap maybe, but not senior yet. Or or when do you, when do you, when do you get when do you start getting like senior discounts? I haven't got one yet, and it's going to be a bad day when I do. Um, I'm getting close. <laughs> I don't know. I know that we went into a Captain D's one time, and they gave me a senior discount, and I was in my 40s, and my wife, I couldn't get her to stop laughing long enough to eat. <laughs> I so, can see kind of doing that. Yeah, it was pretty funny, and <laughs> she never let me forget that. <laughs> so she, gets, she reminds me all the time. You will always look older than me. Yeah, true. Deborah <laughs> always reminds me that I will always be older than her. Our birthdays are a year and six days apart, so for six days I'm two years older than her, but then she catches up, but I'll still always be a year older than her. Um, I think we need to save that until after the break. I agree. Just from a timing standpoint. I agree. Um, and then the uh, – there's – Still, the the work on the sound barrier for the Asian carp is going on. Oh, good! And uh, looking forward to seeing the results of that. They're installing sound barriers, uh, which seems to be something that people think is going to work well against Asian carp, keeping them from moving. Uh, you know, there's a couple of things that we need to remember. We've yet to find any evidence of breeding. In our waters. Um, that doesn't mean that there's not. It's just we haven't found any evidence of it. Um, and that's been for several years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can stop this, maybe we can somehow... Uh, stem? Deter? I'm not sure what word I want to use. I think stem would be a good word. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Now, the other thing is there's a lot of misconceptions. The the grass carp that you feed popcorn at Lake Winnie is not what we're talking about here. These things eat plankton. Yes, they're filter feeders. Uh, they, they, and I was reading, and I don't know if scientifically if it's right, there's no, they have no ability to eat like fish or anything like that. No. Um, their stomachs won't deal with it. Their systems won't deal with it. But they eat the heck out of all the stuff that the little fish eat. Right. Which is what ends up, they kill the bait fish by eating their food source. And if there's no bait fish, you have no game fish. So, yeah, that therein lies the problem with those. And I believe someone in, in the, what I was reading said that's why they, they have to eat all the time. It's because they have no storage system like we do, basically. Hmm. Now, I do know they... Um they are a filter feeder, and I do know they have no natural predators, except when they're small. Why do? Why do? Yeah, why do? When they're small, they'll get eaten by musky and some bass. But once they get to a certain size, uh, they've got. We don't have anything in our waters that will take care of that. Which no, we had an idea of putting in predators, right? Right. My idea was to start stocking uh, bull sharks in Lake Chickamauga and yeah. Nickajack to stem the tide of these. Asian carp because they will eat Asian carp. Bull sharks will? Yes. So 
We put the bull sharks in the waters. Right. Which can live in freshwater or saltwater. Correct. And then they eat the Asian carp out. Correct. And mm-hmm. it would really encourage life jacket use and deter the number of drownings because people won't want to get in the water. So it's a win-win. I like that. You think I ought to propose that in the fishing section this coming week? I don't know. It, it's an option. I didn't say it was a good option. See, some of my ideas, like getting a thermal camera, that's a good idea. Stocking of bull sharks, maybe not so much. I don't know. I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that to the experts. <laughs> no, but the, when I was reading, when they're small, they they look very, very similar to threadfin shad. I mean, almost identical to where you're having to count spines on the the fins and stuff like that. Right. So the only real predators they have at that point are bass and musky. Um, but after they get to a certain size, they don't have any predators in our water, and that's why we're trying to stem the tide with these uh, sound barriers and other means and mass harvesting of them, trying to I, get rid of them. I talked to a guy the other day that had actually been hit by an Asian carp jumping out of the water. I wouldn't doubt it. So I would not doubt it. I've seen I've seen a whole bunch of videos and well I when they did that shocking uh, I ran that video last week of the I think it was I think it was Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency coming up to a dam and started shocking and these Asian carp just were it was white. I mean, the, they were scooping up fish left, right, and sideways. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go pay a bill or two, and when we come back, uh, we're going to let Rob just—I'm going to unleash Rob. All right, I'll just leave it at that. I'm gonna, Rob will be unleashed. I'm going to be off my chain. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Here come the ducks. Hit the high baller. Shut up the dogs there at the water. Baby's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is always supporting the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway, because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. All right, we've teased it. We've delayed it. It's all on you, Rob. I'm going to step back and let you have at it. If you haven't seen this, tourist... uh, were filmed in Tennessee here, a group of tourists. Probably, I'm going to guess, and call, tell me if I'm wrong on this one, Tony, I'm going to say five to six feet away from a very large black bear. It was, they were close. And, and five and six, ten feet, I mean. Now, let me put this in perspective. Okay. All right. When I went hunting in Colorado, uh, and we were in black bear territory, not brown bear, but black bear territory. 
I asked the guide, when should I shoot a black bear? He says, when you see it. I said, really? He said, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm archery hunting, but I'm carrying a gun for protection. He said, they are so fast. If he decides to charge you, you will not get the gun out of the holster in time. He said, I'm just telling you, they're that quick. So, well, now, and, and he's talking yards. Yes. 50 yards. Yes. To be prepared. These he's, people were within feet, literally. Kelly Price Helms shared an insane 33-second clip to Facebook featuring a group of people photographing a black bear from just feet away while the animal ate grass near the side of the road between Cave Cove and Townsend. The visitors seemed to be blissfully unaware of the dangerous situation they were in. Let me put it this way. This is her comment. Good grief, people are crazy. This is a wild animal. Yes, they are beautiful, and yes, I love to see them, but I am not crazy enough to get that close. The sad thing is, when people get attacked, the bear is the one that suffers the consequences. It only takes one time for that bear to come after you, and the only thing between you and that bear is your cell phone at five feet. The cell phone's not going to do a lot of damage. Let me tell you this. These people are idiots. These are true idiots outdoors. I could not find another way to put this. These are idiots. If you're going to get that close to something with very large teeth, very sharp claws, that will literally take you apart in about two seconds, I'm sorry, you're just, you, just, you just need to be removed because that will, that will pour bleach in the gene pool because that will get rid of the stupid people. I'm sorry. I don't know what other way to say it. I don't want any of these people that were out there and their cell phones, I don't want them in the population anymore. Because they, if you're that stupid to get that close to a black bear, you deserve to be eaten. I'm sorry. I don't know what else. Let me tell you, this is not a small bear. Look, That was the thing that, I mean, it's not a small bear. No. The one lady that's kneeled down taking a picture within 10 feet or less, it's bigger than she is. Uh-huh. If she laid out straight, she could touch that bear. I'm surprised somebody didn't try and pet it. Yeah, and here here's the thing. This is the thing Jelly chaps my rear. Mm-hmm. That bear attacks these stupid people that, I mean, think about it. The click of a camera. We all saw city slickers. Coffee thing set off a stampede, right? Right. A click of a camera is going to startle a animal. Right. A metallic sound. So this animal is sitting there minding its own business, munching on vegetation. Somebody clicks a camera. It reacts. It spooks. It charges. It hits somebody. It hurts somebody. What's going to happen? TWRA, you need to come kill this animal. And that's what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. the reason we have to kill it is because once a wild animal like a bear understands we are not nearly as bad as we think we are, that we're no longer a threat to them, then they become dangerous because they are the apex predator. We are not. Not at that point. No. Now, we have advantages they don't have, firearms and things like that. But when it comes mono a bear, bear wins every time. 
and twice on Sundays. Yep. So that's why we have to kill a bear is because once they get the taste of of how weak humans really are, We're how just, fragile we really are, there's no there's no con, there's no control in them. Once the bear figures out we're nothing more than big meat Twinkies, I mean, it's done. Yeah. It's done. And that bear has to be put down. I hate to see that. And you know what the difference was? That video, there were cars right there. You know what the difference is looking out the window of your car and standing five feet away from the bear? Not much. Nothing. You can see. You got glass in your car. You can stay in your car and be safe. Don't get out and try and pet the bear. It's sad. I mean, these people are, are seriously in danger. I saw that video, and I cannot believe how close some of these people are getting to that. This is not a pet bear that that the Park Service ushered out. This is not... You mean this was not a show? This was not a scheduled show? No, this was not a scheduled show. So apparently what I think we need to do is, since the tourists can't read the signs that say, stay away from the bears, we need to teach the bears how to read and say, don't eat the tourists. Okay. Because that's the only way we can do it. That's the only logical way I can think of doing it. Because people are not, you're supposed to stay at least 75 yards away from bears, according to the Park Service. Do not, do not approach. It is also illegal to willfully approach bears within 50 yards, according to the U.S. Park Service. At least we're not as bad as some of the people posting on this. I'm over here hoping the bear attacks someone because they deserve it. Yeah, I'm not wanting to bear attack anybody. No. Natural selection. Yeah. Let's all stand in a crowd. Bears don't attack crowds. <laughs> yeah. Stupid is as stupid does. My favorite Forrest Gump saying. True, true, true. Are you reading these, com- are there any these are comments? The comments? Yeah. Disney World tourist. <laughs> Dummies. Oh, look, It's th- he brought his little friend Thumper with him, too. Yeah, we're just going to, and now everybody's going to break into song. People have no respect for nature and animals that were here before them. I get so angry when I see this. Stay away from that bear or it will be worse than an elk or buffalo attack. Did you ever want to go smack somebody? Yep. Yep. Time for herd thinning. Yep. Bunch of idiots. Um, This is dangerous. This bear has no fear of humans. Some idiot will feed it. It will associate humans with food, then we'll have to be put down. Sad. Very true. Mm-hmm. Go back to the city and go to the zoo. That's why some animals have to be put down because your stupidity getting into their space. People are idiot monkeys. See idiots do. Wow. Oh, my God. Don't realize the danger. Nope. I like Disney World tourists. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So these are just some of the comments. It's fun and cute till Bobo gets hungry and eats, <laughs> eat, starts eating people. No, I'm sorry, Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Hey, Boo Boo. Yeah. Hey, Boo Boo. It's fun and cute till Boo Boo gets hungry and starts eating people. Like a contestant at a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I root for the bear. Yeah. There's people that have even less feelings than we do. Um, yeah, we're 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 not mean or cruel. I'm just saying, yeah, it's it's a way to clean out the gene pool because these people were way too close, way too close. If you do see a bear, the National Park Service uh, says does want to remind you that bears are wild and are wild animals and are dangerous and unpredictable. Do not approach the bears or allow them to approach you. 
guess what? The bear wins every time. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder why. What's the what's the claws on a on a black bear? Like four four, four inches, to, four to five inches of razor sharpness. Yeah, and their and their canines are about three three and a half inches. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure what the bite pressure on a bear black bear would be pounds per square inch, but I'm pretty sure it can crush. I bet both. I bet it rivals a your old Rottweiler and Pitbull. Oh, um, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's probably more than that. All right, we're gonna go pay a bill, and we'll be right back. And folks. Listen to Rob. Stay away from the bears. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, I actually referred to somebody to Sportsman's Warehouse in New York. Really? Yeah, somebody was looking on, again, 16-gauge society, tradition society, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I was reading... And the guy was in New York, and I said, hey, one of my sponsors on my radio show, Sportsman's Warehouse, just bought stores in New York. And the issue was, he said that in the, you know, the Republic of New York, they can't ship in ammo without going through an FFL and all that stuff. So I said, okay, order it online, have it shipped in to Sportsman's Warehouse, or go there and have them order it for you. And then you don't have to go through all the hassles. You just go and pick it up, whatever the normal process is for buying ammo in New York. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming has to go through a background check and all that crap. But still, uh, unreal. Yeah. But I said, I said, hey, they just bought one in your area. So go find it. <laughs> there you go. Sportsman's Warehouse will help you out up there in New York. New York. New York. So anyway. That was that. Speaking of hunting. Okay. Um, I was very, uh, with the Wounded Warrior hunt, I was very glad to see uh, the great turnout. And as uh, David said, first hour, a lot of people stepped up and really helped out. Volkswagen employees came over and were serving us lunch, and um, they were just absolutely amazing. The TWRA was out there. Carl from Sportsman's Warehouse was out there and donated all the vests um, for the hunters, and uh, it was great. And SCI stepped up too; they they did a wonderful job, and it was so good to see so many so many different organizations come together and and help out with this wonderful wonderful event. 
and I got to spend a lot of great time in the blind with um, my hunter, who unfortunately, uh, either I'm a deer repellent or a squirrel magnet. I can't figure out which. Deer repellent? Yeah. Brought in the chipmunks, though, I'll tell you that. But we did not see any deer until we walked out and were near the car and saw those four does. But <laughs> other than that. Surprised you didn't say, shoot him, shoot him. Well, the only issue you was. You thought about it, didn't you? Well, no, because I knew I knew there was no backstop on that one. and It, it would have gone across the road. and The backstop's a deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I am not advocating illegally shooting anything. Yeah. Sorry. No, but we 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 had a we had a lot of good time. We uh we had fun uh just getting to know each other and chatting in the blind and uh, seeing all the wildlife that we did see. Saw several coyotes. In fact, we saw several that were ver- almost black. Um, and Nathan Bell took a black one that we'd seen earlier that morning that that came was way out of range for us. But uh, we saw him in the in the field that we were in, and we saw him walk t- to the east where Nathan was hunting. And he ended up taking the uh, coyote that we saw that morning, which was, again, almost black. I, I'd never seen one quite that So color. that coyote he posted was taken at the warrior hunt? Yes. I didn't realize that. Yes, it was. I thought it was at his place. No. Nope. Taken out at the Enterprise South. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Take out the predator that it is. We saw uh, Monday night, we saw probably three that were fighting over a spine. We we think it was a deer, but they were all kind of gnawing on the spine, and we they, we watched them for about twenty minutes, and we knew that since they were over there, probably no deer would be coming from that way. So we concentrated <laughs> looking the other way. <laughs> so that's wise. Yeah, it's yeah. See, I'm a good guy. Okay, don't go over there. No, don't look that way. Don't look look, way. look over this way. So no, I uh, my uh, guide was a uh, uh, Tim Coop. Uh, Command Master Sergeant, um, and he works for a nonprofit uh, helping uh, veterans reintegrate into life again up in Clarksville. So it was great spending time with him and hearing about what he does to help other veterans. So super nice guy. You know, I had, um, I, and, and I'm so glad that that, that worked out well, uh, the hunt did. I wish it had been a little more successful in the deer, deer harvesting, but. You know what? It is sometimes it's just not that. It's not there. But I had a guy come up to me the other day and asked me about small game hunting. And as I talked to him, and this was a guy that kind of it kind of surprised me. Um, just in, I didn't have any idea this guy hunted. But we got to talking, and, and all he does is small game. He does not. I said, "Do you ever hunt deer?" And he said, "Nah, never really got into it." Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, "Love uh, rabbits and uh, birds and doves and." He was actually looking for a place to hunt during the second and third dove seasons, and uh, but it was just it was just kind of interesting to have this conversation with somebody that wasn't in after a deer, just was interested in the other opportunities there are. And when you think about it, there's a lot more opportunities to do small game. Oh yeah, and I think a lot of I think a lot of it's gone is I hate to say this, but it's kind of going the way of the the gray haired guys, the guys who are running the beagles for. Rabbits are a lot, usually an older crowd, um, to be honest. And we need to get some kids out there and let the let the kids enjoy the the rabbit hunts with the beagles as well. So well, and it's more more opportunity mm-hmm. 
for them mm-hmm. uh, and not nearly as expensive. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of things to small game. And he was squirrel hunting. He was talking about squirrel hunting. Mm-hmm. Talking about going to Prentice Cooper. I said that you need to go with my co-host. <laughs> he will bring the squirrels in. Just set me down in the field and, you know, I will hold squirrel court because they, they will all show up. We need to go squirrel hunting. I'd love to. I like squirrels. Can you use squirrels to tie flies? Oh, most definitely. We, you know my, you know my famous bluegill fly that I tie that catches all the fish. Mm-hmm. The wing on it uh, that causes it to, to sink at a slow rate is a uh, squirrel tail, gray squirrel tail. Um, sometimes I'll use um, fox squirrel if I can find it, but normally I, I use gray squirrel as the wing on that particular fly. So yes, I do use squirrel squirrel hair and we cut the body into strips uh we'll cut the hide like kind of like putting it into a uh a paper shredder so we have long long strips and we'll use those strips as tails on larger streamers because the the hair like a zonker strip so we use those a lot so we we end up using the whole hide and uh the meat's not bad either i enjoy eating squirrel in fact the Last time I had squirrel, it was squirrel and dumplings, which was really, really good. And I'm not a big dumplings fan, but that was it was really good. Really? Yeah. Did you make it? No, no. A friend of mine's mom made it. it she she was a great cook, and we brought in the squirrels, and we well we cleaned the squirrels, and then brought in the meat, and she made squirrel and dumplings, and it was really, really good. Um. We need to go squirrel hunting. Yeah. Okay. That's all there is to it. Let's go. All right. Start in my yard. <laughs> I don't know how your neighbors are going to react. You, you've seen me shoot. You got, they got homeowners insurance out there for like broken windows and stuff? We do. Okay. Fair enough. As long as we're good with that. I'll probably need at least three or four boxes so, of ammo per so, squirrel. So here's, here's a legal question. Is it considering baiting if... You shoot the squirrel at your bird feeder, but there hasn't been food in the bird feeder in 10 days? That's a very good question. I don't know that there is a rule about baiting squirrels, but... There is. Okay. You can't, can't bait animals. Not in Tennessee. Okay. This ain't this ain't the wild, wild west. True. It's Tennessee. It, it's not baiting, it's chumming. <laughs> You're chumming for squirrels. All right. <laughs> Let's go take care of our final break of the morning. And when we come back, we will uh, wrap it up here on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, 
as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Center's Outdoors. Wrapping it up this morning. Something else going on at Dead Zero is um, they're they're pouring the the concrete now for the skeet range. Oh, good. Uh, When I was up there a few months ago, the skeet range, the houses and everything are there, but the, the actual range pads and all that stuff weren't there but right. they're, they're pouring all that now so that'd be good oh yeah i like shooting skeet i do too hey we we brought on a new sponsor last week uh i wanted to talk a little bit about them and that's jack's bait and tackle uh they're open they're over on bonnie oaks drive 4228 bonnie oaks um for you old timers just right past where the governors used to be uh right there on that side of highway 58 and I don't know. I don't. Is there another bait shop in town? I don't. I'm not, not sure. Um, I, I, whenever I needed, honestly, even before they became a sponsor, whenever I needed bait, I went to Jack's. Yeah. So, you know, whether you need shiners, whether you need worms, not crawlers, crickets, they got it at Jack's. Uh, and you keep talking about this canine fishing line. What's What's the deal with that? I'm just. It's a really hot fishing line right now uh-huh. that a lot of people are using. Uh, it, it's low memory, as I understand it, so okay. it's a really hot item. Um, so there you go. And you said they're the only people that actually carry it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got the canine fishing line, all the 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 live bait. They have all the the hooks and sinkers. They have all that stuff. When we went last time, I was in there. We stopped by and. Uh, we were going, and I needed some really small hooks for something I was going to be doing, and they've got all that. So, uh, go check them out. Jack's Bait and Tackle, right over there, forty two twenty eight Bonnie Oaks Drive. Uh, phone number six nine eight eight three three nine six nine eight eight three three nine. They're open Sunday through Thursday, six thirty to six six thirty a.m. to six p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays, six to six thirty. So, there you go. Awesome. Tom, you got about 30 seconds, man. Tony Tiger, Rob yes. the Shark. You guys are so, such an educational show. You'll learn a whole lot from uh, listening to uh, Tony Tiger and Rob the Shark. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you sir. Thanks for calling in, Tom. How you feeling better? You sound like you feel better today. Yeah, man, I got a little bit of Tiger in me, too. All so, right, good uh, deal. 
tiger in my tank. You be good. You be All good, right. guys. Thanks, Talk Tom. To See, See you. Bye. Bye. Tom just uh, got back from out west hunting antelope. So glad to hear he's feeling a lot yep. better. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Man, show's done in the can. It is. It is. Wow. Hit the. Let's go to the calendar. Let me hit that real quick. This Thursday, the twenty fourth, Ducks Unlimited Fall Flight. Search for it on Facebook. It's going to be at Camp Jordan from six to ten p.m. No, five to ten p.m. Five thirty. One. Show up. They'll be there. They'll let you in. Yeah. Uh, fly fishing film tour. The Tony Sanders is no longer the host of that. Rob is. Uh, that's at the Camp House on one forty nine East MLK. From 7 to 10 p.m., and that's coming up on November 8th. So there you go. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And December 25th is Christmas, just so you know. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.